1: might not be glad that you did. There was an idea
0: to bring together a group of remarkable people to see if they could become something more battle that we never did. Welcome to Fury's Finest, a podcast about Marvel Crisis Protocol and the Marvel Universe. My name is Jesse Aiken, and I'm joined by not Chris today, but Tim from the Professional Casual Network. How are you doing today, Tim?
1: I'm doing uh, pretty fantastic, sir. How about yourself?
0: I'm doing really well. I love having guests on the show, and it was very exciting to get you on the show. Shout out to Dr. D, who made this connective tissue happen. But I feel like your show, Wait, Did I Row a Wild? and our show have a lot of things in common and, and differences that, you know, I think round each other out. And it's really a pleasure to have you on because I think my first interaction with you guys was the Illuminati meeting where Danny was on.
1: Yeah. I was on that as
0: well. And I got to know Danny a little bit through that, through pre show and during the show, and got me listen to y'all's show and also, you know, got me plugged into all your streams and stuff. And, I just think you guys promote a lot of positivity around MCP and a lot of fun. And that's what we try to do here on Furious Finest, because a lot of our goal, too, is enhancing the game for players. And, you know, I think we have some cool crossover. And on top of that, you guys also play Ultimate Encounters a lot, which speaks to me a lot, because I think they're a part of the game that some people forget about sometimes.
1: Yeah, Absolutely especially with the quality that uh, AMG has put out and the frequency of them there's there's a ton there that I do think it's very overlooked
0: absolutely because it's so rich in the story but also like the mechanics are so different you know than the regular game mm-hmm. and really gets your brain thinking outside the box but it's a pleasure to have you on and I'm hoping to have more collaborations with you all in the future the reason you're on today which is a very exciting topic it's been some time so we've had the dust settled all the travel and all these things so i think it's the reason why we're doing this now but you and the professional casual team recently went to a big event
1: right yeah yeah so this this year we've we've kind of been making the tour a little bit but we just got back i mean kind of relatively from the atlantic city open it's a big one yeah in jersey and it's uh it's a newer convention but the the space there was was huge. There was a lot going on, and that that very specifically that convention is is kind of on a on a pretty awesome growth pattern where I think that's going to be getting massive over these next few years, especially as uh, events and stuff have kind of started to finally kick back around. I think uh a c o is going to be a big one to look at
0: absolutely. I'm glad we're talking about today because Marvel Crisis protocol getting added recently to a c o and you know the success they've had recently with games like star wars legion which is one of my primary games as well yeah upper trajectory is definitely the word i think you kind of nailed it there with um their growth and they're kind of catching up to the the big ones you know the adepticons and stuff of the world one day maybe you never know but you guys also covered adepticon
1: right we did yeah so it was kind of somewhat of a last minute thing but was was massive for us just We had never been to a convention before, like as, as a, as a, as a ticket holder (laughs) or, in a in a a professional capacity. And to that be kind of our first stop, um, for a lot of things was, was huge. And I don't think very legitimately that there's a better first experience than a for, for a lot of reasons. Uh, it was just absolutely blew our minds, um, how positive that experience as a whole was.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. And a lot of those organizers really working with you and just working with the MCP community, it just, it warms my heart, but also just has me really excited about the future. And I think that's what we're talking about today a lot, Tim, is kind of the future of these big events while looking at this one you just went to, but also like, what does this look like for MCP? Because we're kind of in a new place with the game, right? Like We've never been at this point where we have conventions that are selling out because You know, there was a worldwide pandemic and COVID and a lot of things happened. (laughs) And also, of course, the game has grown exponentially since it first came out. I mean, we're far exceeding the 100 models range at this point. And I don't know. What a great time to be an MCP fan, I guess. But we're kind of figuring this new thing out, right?
1: Yeah. And it's it's so weird having a game like MCP that kind of really uh, got the ball rolling and started to snowball during the pandemic come out the other end and be like oh well all right so how do we go into person now (laughs) it's uh it's kind of a unique experience for this particular game and it's really exciting to see number one it survive number two it to be the quality that it's at and number three see the community that's been built around it um especially when everyone is in lockdown or or inside or travel restrictions and stuff like I, i think all of the positive momentum that has been happening over these last few years is just going to have this game and the people playing it just explode over the next couple of years. Like I, I think we're we're gonna we're we're about to see probably the best MCP has ever been, um, right. and we'll continue to to get better if that's even uh, relatively uh, fathomable.
0: It is and it isn't because I say that because, you know, Chris and I jump into this game every week and we have since we first started. And and it's that sort of concept of watching the game grow in mechanics and miniatures and hobbying and terrain and the community. Like it has grown and improved in every area. And it was already so good when it came out, (laughs) you know, right it is hard to imagine, but it's also like absolutely believable at the same time. And I think this new advent of events and conventions, which is a crazy thing to say, that are massive in scale, and some even just medium sized, which are filled up to the brim with MC players sold out. You know, I'm going to mm-hmm. Lone Star Open very soon. They've got sold out events left and right on all these different sort of game systems. I don't know. It's just a crazy thing. And I, I'm glad we're kind of at this moment to reflect and also look forward because we really don't know what the future holds, but I do think it's pretty bright.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And
0: I think with m c p now a big thing we're leading to every year is now l v o right now l v o was very big this year it was the f- first big l v o since right after the game came out they had an l v o omnis was there and stuff, and then of course the world shut down right for that mm-hmm. and this year was l v o and it was it was a success, and it seems like this coming l v o is going to be much much bigger and much cooler potentially and now with talking with you it seems like you guys have some plans for lvo as well
1: yeah we do um we're gonna be kind of the whole the whole group of us as far as uh the amount of the professional casual network that has traveled to anything uh lvo is kind of gonna be everyone's coming <laughs> i guess is <that's> the <laughs> way to good. put it we are we are coordinating i think there's probably between six and ten of us that are going to be okay making our wow. way out there so it's it's yeah the organizer kind of for MCP for uh, frontline gaming uh, Tyson yes is uh, certainly making it so it's going to be a, a a very memorable kind of fever pitch of MCP stuff going forward.
0: Unbelievable, that's awesome. Now I know you you can't talk about necessarily everything y'all are doing there, but at the same time, I would assume streaming.
1: Yes, we're going to be covering all of the events uh, throughout okay. the convention for sure.
0: So just basically just covering all the events with streaming and, and commentary and things like that.
1: Yep, absolutely. Well, that is awesome.
0: I love watching your, your streams. I mean, we watch a lot here on Furious Finest and the Furious Finest patron discord. We watched a lot of the streams you guys did on AdeptCon and, you know, watching Nate from the Gamers Guild. Take yeah. that win with our favorite mind, Loki and Avengers, such a strong choice, but also just it was it very exciting watching your reactions there as well, because, you know, this is a very live event, you know, I don't know what to call it, but I mean, yeah, you kind of are in the moment the whole time when you're streaming like that.
1: Well, and it's, it's so cool just with obviously, There's a lot of games out there, right? And mm-hmm. MCP, especially for streaming, especially at large events, like, like a Defticon, right. um, the, the way that the game plays and the story that it tells is always so intense. Isn't the right word, right? Just cool. Right. Like mm-hmm. at one point in one of the finals games with Nate, he has a, a Loki with a mind gem, with a hammer or two and blind obsession on a Thanos, just punching him down. Like it's difficult not to get excited (laughs) when you're seeing stuff like that happen on such a regular basis.
0: No, absolutely. I was holding my breath that whole game. That was a great final, you know, and it's anytime, you know, black order is such a strong team too, in the hands, especially in the hands of a player that makes it to the finals too. So, Mm -hmm. you know, of course, Steve is as well. So, so, it was a great matchup and a great match. And the excitement was very palpable from your team and the chairs, you know, commentating this because, um, yeah, it's just it's all happening live. Like I said, and it's all happening uh, very organically. And, and maybe like you said, there's an intensity and a cinematic nature to yeah. be or you just don't necessarily know some of the combinations of splash characters people bring in their lists or type of ways people play, maybe more aggressive or defensive or sort of mid range. Mm hmm. And then the way those transpire on the stream, right, is is unknown at times. And, you know, I, I think it's very exciting. And I'm really looking forward to LVO because we are planning on going, but on top and meeting everyone in the content creation community, but also just like participating, playing and getting to know everyone there the most we can, because that's always the best part of a convention in my mind is like, yeah, walking the floor is great. Taking all in is great, but really it's the... These You go through it with other people together, you know, and you form some relationships by the end. And that's our goal with LVO coming up. We have no intentions of going to any of the other big ones between now and then, but there's a lot of LVO qualifiers we're looking to make as well between now and then. So, and those have a life of their own as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, And uh, just to kind of circle back to your point there, one of the huge parts for us at Adepticon was kind of meeting a lot of members from the the community as a whole. That was our first opportunity to meet Omnis and, and Nate, Dr. Norbert, right and chewy and and the thing that I'll say too is at the kind of even the, at those final stages of each one of those events where you know it is a little intense and you know you have a lot being decided on every move, the community and the players at every single level are always so kind to each other, especially when mistakes happen or rules are forgotten or things like that, like everyone is always so forgiving right. and I've never seen an issue with people getting really upset or kind of agitated or back. And it's just, everyone's cool having a good time. And it's, it's mostly about doing cool stuff. And that's the thing that I really love about MCP is, you know, when it's down and out and it's not looking like, you know, there's a, there's a, a path to victory you can still chuck people around. You can still throw a building. You can still have those little <laughs> things. It's like, you know what? Well, I'm going to make fearful symmetry work this time. And oh like, there's, there's just those little, you have so many little personal wins that you can have. That just makes it all still fun in the end, regardless of how it turns out.
0: No, absolutely. Fearful symmetry is a win for the community as a whole. Anytime someone gets <laughs> <Yeah>. that off, <laughs> you yeah. know, that is, that's that's uh, the flavor of that card and the craziness of that card. You know, it's just, it's just, it shows the creativity in AMG. Absolutely. And, um, how they're willing to play on top of also making really tight rules. And I like that combination that they bring to the table. But yeah, that's very exciting. And that's just us kind of looking at the future. And I'm sure we're definitely going to cross paths for sure at LVO, but hopefully before then potentially. And I heard recently that your team and you have crossed paths with Dylan, (laughs) who is one of our strongest supporters slash now, basically is in charge of the entire Fury's Finest hobby department.
1: I mean, if there's a person for it, that's right. Yeah. We met Dylan at, uh, at the Atlantic city open and right. he makes an impression. <laughs> he does. That's right. So there's, there's, there was a kind of a handful of, of people. Uh, that was our second time seeing like Matt Alex, who we met initially at Adepticon. And okay. it's, it's nice to see some of those faces that always kind of travel out for, um, for the conventions, but, uh, Dylan and, and Brian Watson. Uh, who okay. was the TO of that. Uh, he's a regular, I think, like Midgard Games. We're going to try to stream um, one of the LVO qualifiers from Midgard Games later in the year. Oh, um, he also is going to be one of the TOs of the MCP stuff at LVO. And that was kind of his first time, as far as I'm aware, on the on the convention level, at least with MCP, doing that. And uh, he he impressed the frontline gaming people enough to be like, oh, well, you need to come to LVO now, too. So we're super excited to see him there as well.
0: Yeah, I love how those happen so organically, you know, tying everyone together, but also just kind of um, there's passion. There's a lot of passion in this community, you know, and it's like... Yeah. Getting these people in the right spots is obviously just a boon for everyone else, you know? And um yeah, I don't know much much more to say than that. It's it's a very positive thing. Well, Tim, we're gonna talk about your experience today at ACO, but before we do that, we got a quick thing to tend to <laughs> Our patrons support Furies Finest at patreon.com slash Furies Finest. If you enjoy this show, consider supporting us with a monthly contribution and joining our patron Discord community. With as low as a a month, you can join our patron Discord community, and uh, there's a lot of fun things happening in there at all times. We take this time to thank all of our patrons for their support. We have a very special shout out this week to the patron of the week, which is David B. Thank you, David, for becoming a patron. And of course, we got to thank our Avenger producers, Rusty, Dylan, Nathan, and Brian. Thank you, Avengers, for making this show happen. All right, let's get into our topic of Atlantic City Open. Okay, Tim, so now we're actually talking about Atlantic City Open today. So if you could guide us through what Atlantic City Open is, I know we kind of touched on a little bit early at the top, and then how the Professional Casual Network kind of got brought into it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So the Atlantic City Open, it, uh, similar to a lot of wargaming conventions, especially ones that Frontline Gaming does, is kind of the East Coast version of a Lone Star Open or LVO. Right. Uh, it's certainly on the upward trend. It's, it's growing every year. Just w- in one huge, 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 massive room with a ton of 40K and AOS, Infinity and Battletech. And MCP seems like it's kind of been growing very well there. I believe this might've been the first year MCP was at ACO. I think so. Yeah. But I think it's one that is going to MCP just kind of in general, I feel is going to be having a much larger footprint at a lot of conventions kind of going forward. But, uh, yeah, it was, we kind of got involved, um with aco uh actually the to uh brian watson reached out to us and he's like hey you know i kind of just saw your guys' stuff at uh adepticon um i'm going to be trying to to the events at aco would love it if you guys might be able to stream it awesome and i was like yeah you know what let's let's try to figure it out it's kind of in our neck of the woods we're in upstate new york so jersey's like five or six hour car drive which isn't too bad compared to, I think it was a little over 14 hours to drive out to Adepticon. Um, Yeah. Quite a different. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, you know what, as far as things, this is, this is technically our backyard, I guess. So (laughs) let's, let's make it work. Right. And we did, and uh, yeah, it was a very, very cool experience. It's It was very nice because it was very, I, I don't know if intimate would be the right word, but okay. there was kind of a lot of different, like, pods of people from different places. There was a group from Montreal that came down. There was a mm. lot of, like, New Jersey locals and people from New York City and upstate New York and from some of the surrounding areas. But everyone always blends together very well <laughs> around MCP.
0: <laughs> That's right.
1: And that first day at uh ACO is is kind of the 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 pickup game day. So there's a lot yeah. of um organized play kits going on. Um gosh, I can never uh the syndicate or not syndicate one, the symbiote one. I can never remember the name of it when I actually try to talk about it. Separation anxiety. Yes. Is always yes. like a go to. It's like this it's blast. Yeah, it's like an icebreaker, right? It's like You have a couple friends, maybe there. Maybe you're meeting someone else there. You have a couple more spots, so you kind of just pull in whoever's willing to play. You meet people, you have a good time, and then you get to go into the competitive stuff later, um, later on uh, over the weekend. So they had a big, actually two separate tournaments each day. Saturday and Sunday were kind of their own separate things. There wasn't a cut going into Sunday, like we've seen at a lot of, um, at a lot of, you know, kind of standard, honestly, for a lot of events. Uh, Which was nice because you could, if you didn't do super well day one, if Saturday didn't go your way, or maybe Mm -hmm. you were trying out something, you could bring a completely different roster and squad uh, day two and have another go.
0: That concept still floors me. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just, I've never experienced that in my competitive gaming life because I've played all the Star Wars games competitively over the years. Mm -hmm. and those were typically ffg right uh and they were always that sort of ffg format where it's like day day one is you know the big the big day you know and then day two is like the cut and then like the end of day two is like the cut of the cut you know and yeah. i just when i heard about that with lvo i was like okay this is a really interesting format for mcp I, i've got to kind of rewire my my brain as a player and um seems really enjoyable because like you said you can even change your list (laughs) which is a crazy thing (laughs) to me you could be playing i don't know you could be playing black order one day and you could be playing maybe uh, wakanda the next day right it's it's Mm -hmm. it's it's a very crazy flip and i do find that refreshing because so basically like at the end of the day people know if they've made it or not correct that first
1: day well so yeah so it was the the entire tournament was was held in one day. So like you had the champion by the end of the, the fourth or fifth round or whatever it turned out to be. And I think a lot of that was based on the number of people there. Cause it is a growing convention and, and very much a growing game at that particular convention. Okay. But so yeah, day two was a fresh, fresh tournament. So there was no, okay. it was just best of those first five rounds with tiebreakers. So
0: different from the LVO format. Cause the LVO format yeah. was like three days. Essentially it was <laughs> two days of, of, you know, the big pool, and you get a second try if you didn't do well in the first day or you just want to try again the second day and then kind of like the third day was just the finals per se so interesting yeah so just two whole tournaments just full-fledged tournaments yeah
1: yeah <laughs> pretty well, intense <laughs> I, I, and, and kind of like you said like i I, it, I think it kind of opened up people's minds a little bit too where and maybe that's not the the format to go forward and i'm sure there will potentially be changes there but sure to have someone come in uh there was one of the 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 guys from montreal which was they were just a fantastic group one of them ended up winning the lvo qualifier ticket from the first day to go to lvo uh, next year and one of them brought asgard first for the first day he was like you know what i've been trying this out i'm really excited at that point because they kind of broke the news about heimdall and scourge during that first day had no idea that those were about to be uh, <laughs> uh teased and 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 put out He was like yeah i want to try it out i'll play brotherhood tomorrow that's what i play most days but i figured day one you know i have the opportunity why not try it out in a tournament setting and there was a couple players like that and that's that was actually just kind of really nice to see that they weren't there was there was a handful of people there that just weren't so committed to playing brotherhood or black order or you know whatever was was going to be competitive that they wanted to just try out new stuff that they had wow. never used in that setting before
0: that's that's great yeah so you're saying that one of those players ended up actually winning one of the days
1: well so that player that brought asgard day one he he i think made it pretty far i think he went 3 in one or four and one towards the at the end of that day one he didn't yeah that's the lvo qualifier that day his buddy did that he came down with who was playing um x-men gold right and day two though he switched to brotherhood and then ended up winning day two wow so (laughs) yeah it was an all montreal uh (laughs) championship really
0: (laughs) wow yeah they came down they I took it all. That's excellent. X-Men Gold is my current team. So that's exciting to hear as well. They did well at a major event. Yeah. Yeah. So X-Men. Yeah. And some Brotherhood action and some Montreal teams popping in so the two-day format so what did it look like for you and the, the group of you that went down there was it just did you do anything before the actual tournament days like did you get settled in or what did that look like
1: yeah so so I always like to be there at least a day or two early mm-hmm. uh, we always have a ton of equipment to set up trying to figure out our space and, and when you go to a convention <laughs> and, and we've only been to two but the the day before the convention starts is always kind of a spectacle into itself.
0: That's absolutely true. Yeah.
1: Between figuring out, you know, if you're going to have tables or tablecloths or chairs or where things are going, will you have power? Is internet going to happen? Who knows? It's just that, you know, it's kind of its own party in itself. Um, <laughs> so we got out there, Taylor and I, um, got mm-hmm. out there, I think Thursday, like we left super early in the morning. Like, I think we got there like early afternoon. Oh, wow. Um, yeah got our equipment in, got set up, got banners and tables and all that kind of met. Everyone saw the lay of the land, met some of the other TOs and organizers and stuff. But the yeah, Thursday was kind of just, let's get set up. Let's get, you know, our feet kind of on the ground, know where things are going to be. Um, and then Friday was the casual play day or the open play day. So we were normally getting there like eight o'clock in the morning, sometimes a little bit earlier, kind of based okay. around when events were going to start. And then, yeah, you're, we're there in those seats, with Taylor uh normally at the side of the table with a wireless mic kind of calling out what plays are going to happen <laughs> right uh, for 8 10 12 14 hours at a time
0: that's a long time yeah that is that's how those tournament days go yeah it, whether you're a player or a content creator like this like you're in it for the long haul you know especially if you uh keep doing well i suppose as a player you know cuz you you're going to got some more games to play very exciting so you got there early you set up you kind of get the way of the land and you figure out, you know, okay, we do have power, we do have internet, we, we can set up our cameras. Mm-hmm. What did this tournament in particular look like on the first actual day of events, which you said was Saturday?
1: Yeah, yep. So, so Saturday, and Frontline Gaming runs a really kind of unique experience as far as events go, too, right? There's kind of right. uh, there's there's food and an open, not like a cash bar, kind of like in the event area. So, oh, you wow. kind of have this i mean and it was this massive room i mean it had to have been like a football field if not very close to it maybe even probably a little bit wider uh, of tables upon tables and i think they had i might be speaking completely incorrectly here but i I think it was like something like 200 tables of games going on right and you have you know legion next to infinity and armada and all that stuff. and it's just it's cool to see everyone kind of interact a little bit and you have people there for, especially, and this was actually kind of the very cool thing about having two separate tournaments going on throughout the weekend is um, one of, one of the people that we met at Adepticon uh, Keebler uh, plays lord of the rings and legion and uh (laughs) mcp yeah you're speaking to me here yeah right so (laughs) and uh, pretty much everyone here at the network is getting into legion too i heard that on your recent episodes i'm very excited yeah Yeah. we've we've been following um the fifth trooper and they had a really good season on um how to get into the game and figuring out what you want to play and getting started and stuff that was that was very good we really like Jay Shalansky uh, yeah. who we also met at Adapticon. And um, Absolutely. Yeah. So, so, yeah, it's, it's cool to see kind of all of that happening. And you have a different events starting at different times. So it's kind of like you have your own little section that you're going to for your game. MCP was kind of, you know, in a corner, kind of had a big uh, section there. So it was mm-hmm. like that was like your home base and then you're like okay I'm going to spread out a little to AOS which is next door and BattleTech on the other side and then you hear the 40k players start wogging every once in a while and you're like all right well I need to go over there and check out some display boards and right and, and the like but it's it's a very it's a very neat scene and there's something to having that big massive open room with everyone in it where mm, there's this yeah. constant flow of kind of like energy going back and forth and events starting and stopping that's that's very very nice.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, if it's that large, it's it's yeah, it's hard to picture. I mean, absolutely insane. And like we talked about at the top of the show, obviously this is one of those conventions that without a doubt every year is growing exponentially and catching up to the other big ones, you know? And yeah. I've heard a lot about ACO over the last couple of years, in particular being plugged into the Legion community so much and how it's kind of the Legion has been growing massively in it in recent years. And yeah, I was like, oh when I heard that MCP joined this year, I was like, well, that's that's only good for everybody because I've seen what's gone on with Legion and this particular convention. And, um, you know, they sell out, you know, I mean, they run out of table space. Like there's yeah. not enough the Legion players. There's there's more than can even show up and play, right? And like to fit in the space because we've got all these different systems. So, yeah, it's very exciting for you to be there as a, as a streamer, content creator. So. With all that going on, what's it like the day of the tournament where you like start streaming like day one?
1: So it's always a, a scramble day one. So even having the, the, you know, kind of the open play game there Friday, Saturday, we're getting down there, we're trying to get breakfast, we're, and, and there's a lot of people interact with kind of uh, along the path and making sure that you can get in there and set up before um, line start for whatever event uh, happens to be earliest that day is is always kind of its own. Okay navigation to which which doors are open how can i even access the uh <laughs> the the spot that we're supposed to be at and i think day 1 as far as the tournament the competitive stuff for for aco there's a little bit of a buzz because some people know others so far but no one has really gotten to know each other yet as far as a lot of the different players and where they've come from they're sticking kind of to their own little um groupings and and the people they know and that melts away by round To very quickly, especially as people get get pairings and stuff. And I'll have to absolutely shout out Brian Watson as the TO ran that entire event himself. He was the only tournament official for that. And if people had issues or contentions or rules, things come up like he was on it. He was respectful. Everyone was super respectful to him. Um, It was really, really, really cool to see at at an event like that, Um, especially kind of being you know, helmed by by one dude. Wow, yeah, <laughs> what a but, job! And it, he he did a very good job too in the in the opener. He gathers everyone around. And he says, "Hey, you know what? If you have complaints, come to me. If you have issues with the rules, it's not with your opponent. Bring it to me." And he, he he made a very good atmosphere to kind of start uh, those tournaments off well. One of the neat things that kind of happened throughout the weekend is we saw kind of a lot of like we saw like four, I think x men gold teams the first day we were kind of following well mm-hmm. here's the other ones that were performing well and there was that divide same with guardians of the galaxy um where there was like two players playing them and one one and, and one lost in round one so you're like kind of following them and seeing how they're doing and stuff and yeah it's 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 really interesting from the um i guess maybe not quite the analytical section, but as you're kind of calling out some of these games and stuff the the way different matchups go and even having some of the same matchup on two different tables, but them having very, very, very different <laughs> results. Oh, man. Just it's kind of one of the things is, you know, you're never really out of this. It doesn't matter who or what uh, affiliation you're playing or who go- or who you're going up against. It's it's really anyone's game at any point. And Absolutely, that's what makes yeah. it great to cover. You know,
0: I think it's the reason we all love this game so much is like you're really never out of it. And you probably You should see all your games to the end because like you said, in the least, it's going to be fun and cinematic and maybe you're just trying to get that final KO and, you know, get the moral victory or, you know, with the days mechanic in this game and the power mechanic in this game and how objective focused it is you can always come back, right? As, and and um, pl- different players play different ways and things like that. And I find that very interesting. You're talking about these matchups that are happening and these different sort of teams that are showing up off and on day one. And that's kind of like with this tournament, it's very unique because it is two tournaments in one weekend where you can switch your list. So you've kind of got like two different metas <laughs> per yeah. se, and different interactions of players. And then you've got, well, that guy played gold team X-Men really well on day one is I'm sure people are thinking, is he going to return day two and will I have a plan for that? Or is he going to switch, like you said to brotherhood or something, Mm -hmm. or maybe just a completely left field team, right. From his play style before um, go more an attrition team, like a black order or something. So that has to be absolutely compelling and just strange as a uh, observer commentator where you're like, well, we got two days of this that are completely different lists and teams and We got an initial meta and I struggle to say a counter meta, but you know, sort of a, um, like you said, either people are maybe working extra hard the second day because maybe they were day one, they were trying something more fun, like you said, or they just want to kick into overdrive day two, or maybe some people are reacting to what they saw. You know, it's like, I'm a convocation player and if I saw... Maybe a ton of Guardians players, maybe I consider not playing Convocation Day 2 because truly Convocation's biggest weakness is that energy, right? And Guardians yeah. are really good at that energy. But at the same time, I don't know. I, I feel like in my mind, I, I would maybe play the same team both days because when do you ever have an opportunity to play one team, two tournaments in one weekend? Like, you know, it's just so rare. Right. We all have such fast and busy lives. And to get that sort of competitive experience two days in a row, two separate tournaments, is that's pretty unreal. Um once again, this I'm still rewiring my brain here with this format. It's it's very interesting. And um I appreciate the insight you brought
1: with that. It's like a shot at redemption, you know what I mean? Like as as Chuck always says on on the show, you know, if you got a fist full of dice and a pocket full of dreams, you gotta fight in chance. Like you're never that's out true. of it.
0: No, absolutely. No, he he's nailed it there and with that all said, did you see, with day one coming to a close, so I guess we could talk about some of the final games you guys covered, any notable standout things that happened. You did mention there was a strong X-Men gold team, which interests me a lot, playing them a lot right now, but also, like, were there other teams that were standouts to you, and maybe like that X-Men gold team, was there anything different going on there
1: there was and and this this is probably more telling about myself as a player but i regularly forget to use the storm hop like all the time
0: it's a crazy thing
1: yeah um and and the player that 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 took the lvo qualifier ticket day one was just doing an incredible job like he knew when it needed to be used how to use it and really maximized it every single time we saw a couple really good incredibly important possessions from Dr. Mm. Voodoo as well, kind of throughout a lot of different affiliations where some people focused him a little bit. Other people, you know, it's kind of it's difficult to focus fire <laughs> Dr. Voodoo down, it is. but getting him away or spending his power or just kind of getting him, you know, out of the thick of it uh, seemed to kind of be one of the more interesting things that we were seeing how people were reacting to him um, and mm. uh, X-23 as well. <laughs> yeah people people reacting and players reacting to her being on the table and when she's going to do the things that she does best and how was very interesting to see we saw people completely ignore her just use throws and pushes and just get her over there and then we also saw people was like all right well that's the first target we have to take down x23 and then i don't (laughs) have to worry about her i want to take it off of my list of things to be concerned about
0: the way I interpret that is, you were seeing X twenty three different places, different teams, or yes, it just, yeah, yeah. So outside we saw her
1: outside of X Men, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. I think we saw her on a couple different Avengers team. There was a, a Sam uh, Avengers list that she performed very well on.
0: Ooh, um, that sounds scary, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and oh, there was another team too. I can't quite remember who it was or what they were playing. I think it was um, a Shadowlands Daredevil. Yep, I had a feeling you were going to say that. Yep. <laughs> yeah.
0: Turns out when she's got already a native reroll appears, and then she give her more rerolls. She's just she's deleting models. Yeah, that's, that's what she's doing. Absolutely. Yep. So a lot of X twenty three. So any standout moments in the final match and what were the two final teams if you remember off the top of your head
1: yeah i believe for day one and uh, going into this event uh, there was no announcement of um an lvo qualifier happening during this so it was kind of announced towards the end of day one that whoever walked away that day with the you know with the belt was gonna Mm -hmm. was gonna have that ticket and that was certainly um the x-men gold player okay tim so with you know, the
0: day of Saturday ending and you said there was a lot of great interesting matches and games going on and, and teams. Yeah. What what ended up being the final two players and teams? You already mentioned X Men Gold, so I'm I'm in suspense hearing about it, but what were the two teams looking like?
1: So uh, yeah, so X Men Gold was played by Simon Jerry, who's one of the Montreal group, and then he was actually up against Matt Alex, who played a Web Warriors list. Oh, there it is. I knew it. Yeah. I yeah. Was like, Where's our
0: webware player? There it is.
1: <laughs> so they played Spider-Infected and Cosmic Invasion. It went okay. 16 to 11, but it was mostly the the scoring in that final that final uh, activation there that uh, and the possession that really kind of kicked it off. I know that uh, Matt had, I want to say, I don't think we saw Amazing Spider-Man, but Miles had done a ton of work. Right. Right. And he also had Dr. Voodoo. So that was kind of that that play there where, you know, even though they they were a little bit behind having two constant threats on the board, being able to take away your ability to score or just straight up take off your, uh, your objective tokens was kind of a really neat constant counterplay. But that's where we saw some really good storm hops and throws. Uh, simon jerry the x-men gold players um storm was every round throwing a very big threat away not even into other things or into people just away
0: love it so you mentioned miles you mentioned voodoo on the web warrior team was voodoo also on the x-men team
1: or no uh yes yeah it was uh there was was, on both sides
0: yeah, yeah. So it's kind of who gets the possession off first and who does what. Very interesting. So I'm assuming X23 made some appearances. I don't know if she made in, in this final game, but I'm assuming our X Men gold player might have had her.
1: Yes, yep. X23 was on that X Men gold team for sure. So that that whole roster, I can run that down that really quick. Was was Storm, Beast, Domino, Magic, X23, Rogue, Jean Grey, Ghost Spider, Doctor Voodoo, and Juggernaut. Um, and I think we saw mm. Beast out there pretty much every round. Uh, or every, um, every game for the X-Men gold team. And, and uh, Beast just absolutely slept on.
0: Absolutely. No, he is a super fast, great control model that, um, a lot of people just don't respect. Yeah, absolutely. He can, uh, he can get to where he needs to be, especially with those secures that X-Men likes so much. Very exciting. So then it was a web warriors player. Do you have his list by chance? Because I'm, I'm very intrigued now that we had a X versus web warrior finale.
1: I do, yeah. So um, Web Warriors, the full roster was uh, Amazing Spider-Man, Miles, Venom, Ghost Spider, Moon Knight, Black Cat, Dr. Voodoo, Toad, Lizard, and Juggernaut as well.
0: Just a perfect Web Warriors roster right there. Yeah, that's uh, (laughs) a lot of options. Yeah, that's really good. So Juggernaut, that's something we haven't touched on yet. And I think it's um, the massive Juggernaut elephant in the room at this point, because Mm -hmm. I'm assuming you guys saw a lot of him in the weekend and a lot of his card being used where he throws someone long.
1: Absolutely. Yep.
0: Okay. Okay. <laughs> so he was he was all over the place outside of of course his brotherhood mainstay. No surprises there, but it's fun to hear that he was kind of used in different ways. Obviously using him with the Storm Hop, something I've done recently a lot. It's really fun. Mm-hmm. And obviously him and Web Warriors, he just he's not going away. He's defensive, you know. So there's a lot of interesting things going on there. But you're saying in the end, the X-Men goal player won it, sixteen to eleven. Just kind of that final swing turn.
1: Yep, and okay. I forget which game it was. It was it wasn't the finals, but there was a um, there was a game that happened over the weekend where a juggernaut got a hold of the senator.
0: Okay, yes, and
1: just ran away and hid. And it was a lot of threat to have <laughs> off the off the table, but to see this cat and mouse game of people chasing down and trying to figure out, all right, well, how do I, ugh how Chase do i get over there and do that yep. like was yeah. <laughs> was very interesting to see but yeah a lot of juggernaut on juggernaut battles
0: very cool very cool okay so that's day 1 which is very exciting what was day 2 looking like for you guys i'm assuming you were very tired day 1 yeah. Did did you guys survive? I mean, did you get to hang out with anybody after these the the finals were done day 1? Like what well, what did the evening of day 1 look like before Actually, day, before yeah. we going to day 2?
1: We uh we got to hang out with a with a couple um a players from from the tournament. We went out to dinner with uh with Mitch Cohen and um uh I Robert was his name who was with him. And okay. uh Mitch is a regular in in our stream loves uh, banning powers while we're playing games and, and blaring air horns and stuff. He's an absolute delight. Heard so that we were, shoes, yeah. <laughs> Right? So, we, yeah, we were, we were super thrilled to, uh, to meet him in person. But, yeah, so we, we went out. We uh, had some dinner. And, honestly, we, we went back and, and crashed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I would imagine. I would imagine. So what does day two look like? How early do you guys have to get there? And, like, what's, is the tournament any different? Is it the same starting time? What's, what's day two looking like when we're at the top of the day?
1: Yep. So a day starts out the same. It's, it's that, uh, scramble, get the equipment down there, try to get ahead of the crowd, grab right. some breakfast, which once again was very nice in, in that particular convention hall that there was Proximity. a food vendor right there. So you can go over, grab a bagel or a breakfast sandwich and, and kind of didn't have, to, it was one thing less that we had to worry about, but, okay. um, a smaller group day two, uh, people going either to other tournaments or traveling back home. Sunday's always, always a, you know, a big travel day for people. Um, Mm -hmm. so we had, it was only a four round tournament that day, but you get to see a lot of uh, the people you really enjoyed from the day before, especially after people get to know each other a little bit better. There's a lot more, the energy in the room on the day two is always so radically different. It is in what way it's the, maybe it's the, maybe the anxieties just kind of uh, been burned off quite a bit, whether it's from staying up a little late the night before or getting to know the people that were, uh, that were Mm -hmm. there day one and to be more familiar and you already have friends or you're familiar with people and what they're playing. So, so day two has actually a really, really, really nice vibe, I guess. That's nice. That's nice. Really friendly. But so day two was only four rounds. Uh, I think it totaled maybe 10 players compared to day one that was i think significantly higher um mm-hmm. but uh yeah the, the the group from montreal just <laughs> carved a path through through both days
0: yes yeah, so i want to talk about this final table of day two if you have it too because now we're talking about a different montreal member from montreal and um what were the two lists and the two players looking like on this final table
1: so, same final player for X-Men Gold from day one, Simon Jerry uh, okay. made it up with the same list. His opponent, though, was uh, was very familiar to him, very familiar to him, sorry, as he traveled with him, and it was uh, Nick Menard, who day one had played uh, Asgard and Avengers. And then on day two, he ended up bringing a brotherhood list um, okay. facing off against his friend here in the finals, and uh, he ran juggernaut rogue mystique and toad oh a mystique brotherhood yeah which was kind of cool to see up against um uh, simon who was running x-men gold with storm beast magic and also a juggernaut (laughs) (laughs) so they played a sword base which is and and fear fear grips the world so we had hammers and sword bases
0: okay the brotherhood player ended up taking this game correct
1: he did yep
0: we didn't have Simon win two days in a row, but he almost did.
1: Yeah, he, yeah, he certainly had a chance to. Uh, so I think that game ended seventeen to eleven. Uh, they played it at a fourteen threat, but yeah. So the it was really cool too. The the T.O. Brian Watson like made these little, um, not little, they were actually pretty like softball sized or bigger infinity cubes as prizes and painted them up. They looked really cool. So both Simon and Jared, um, I'm sorry, Simon and Nick got to. uh Got to go back to Montreal with one of them each
0: wow yeah taking some infinity cubes home as your trophies uh, be a very cool thing and like you said they carpooled together which is the (laughs) craziest part But, you know, sometimes that happens because players do really good testing against each other and put each other through the ringer and training. And um, then they end up seeing each other in like the cuts and stuff. You know, it happens a lot.
1: It's interesting, too. We were talking to them about the meta in, in Montreal for them and, and how it okay. plays differently for players in New Jersey or, or, or New York or Connecticut. And, yeah, that's the everyone, everyone's own uh, kind of like local pocket plays things very differently. So it's kind oh, of neat to see those things kind of mesh. That is super
0: cool. Yeah. And like the, the interactions of people coming from different places. And like we said, there's this sort of one weekend meta, you know, just kind of amalgamates, you know, from nothing, which is very cool. And, uh, yeah, that's just crazy that they were both from the same carpool. I love it so much. So that spells the end of the MCP events, right at this point.
1: Yeah. For, uh, for ACO. Yep. That was, uh, it was the final bit of that particular convention.
0: Okay. So what did the rest of the day look like for you all on Sunday? Was it just like cleanup or was it, were there other things going on or what?
1: Yeah, a little bit of a mix. So, um, a couple of people on our, on our team, Dan and Danny are both teachers. So they left kind of pretty early in the day before the tournament was over to, uh, to drive back up to, uh, to New York. So Taylor and I kind of finished out the the rest of the day. Uh, Brian, the TO actually stopped by and helped us, um, I commentate a little bit on one of the final games too, which is really <laughs> cool. But yeah, so the, the end of, um, after that kind of winds down, uh, it's a little bit earlier in the day, we met a few players and some people from other games as they were finishing up and hung out with some Legion players. The fifth trooper guys are always really cool. Oh, yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, just kind of went down to the cafeteria and just kind of like mingled. It's kind of a neat, situation at the end of a convention where some people are kind of on their way out and other people don't have flights until tomorrow or late right. in the morning or, or what have you. So it's just kind of a, sometimes you get them pick up games or, but it's just a lot of, it's a lot of just hanging out and seeing how people did and how they felt and talking about lists and their matchups and wild parts of the, uh of the games and stuff. It's, it's pretty cool. There was one awesome. player that had, cause black Swan and uh super giant came out like, right. The day before this convention happened uh so there was one player steve that had a um that had black swan like assembled, painted and it looked actually very good for the time that he probably had the model in hand um <laughs> to play out there so it's oh it's always neat to see what what the freshest things are and how they impact uh these conventions especially as stuff is regularly coming out
0: oh absolutely and speaking of like impact and stuff so you talk about that last game there's two rogues in that game as you said and we talked about juggernaut next 23 being various different places and teams mm-hmm. was there any other models that just struck you as like interesting splashes that you saw a lot of or or a little of was was there anything in particular like that that stood out from this particular weekend metal as we talked about where it's like you talked about a good spattering of teams but were there's just certain models you know Outside of the ones we talked about already, maybe the voodoos and the juggernauts and stuff of the world that made an appearance and kind of a show?
1: Yeah, actually there was a Gene Gray uh that we saw that we weren't expecting. It was on one of the other um X Men gold lists, as well as a uh what was it? A Black Panther. Who uh, you know, when you can so heavily rely on those pushes, there's there's certainly objectives where it he's a little expensive as a splash, obviously, but even if it's baiting out an indomitable or something like that just to get rid of it um we saw a lot of heavy work day one from an avengers team with uh with black panther also loki with no gem we saw popping up more (laughs) than loki with a gem
0: wow that that is interesting yeah that four threat spot though it's yeah people want it so maybe that's the case yeah black panther just remains to be continues to be one of the best splashes in the game he's just he's so consistent you know he's and he's fast yeah he's he's been excellent since the day he came out and he came out in the spring of twenty twenty you know so a crazy thing that he's yeah. he's still so viable and relevant i mean he was in um Nate's list from deptcon right so it's just uh yeah. a cool thing to see a uh, black Panther out there doing what he does, uh pushing people like you said left and right, so very cool so some some lokis some black Panthers and various. Sounds like mutants all over the place, you know. Mutants splashed into teams, and then of course, some representation of Brotherhood and X Men, which makes us happy here on Furious Finest because yeah, th- those are some of our largest affinities in Marvel for us personally. Or is that franchise? So
1: I mean, it's it's no havoc unity force, you know what I mean? But like, it's, I do. It's, <laughs> it's on its way there.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of X mutants that um, you know. We're all holding our breath, but are we really <laughs> holding our breath? It's AMG. They've, they've given us such good stuff and continue to, I, I feel very, um, safe with them, you know, with my mutant love for sure.
1: And that's the thing too, when you're talking about like longevity with a game, right? Like there's still right. so like my, my, the list of things that I need to come out for this game is never under 10. And that's because <laughs> I'm limiting it to 10. So right, like right. So it's going to be around for a while. There's going to be a lot of X-Men to release for a very long time.
0: Well, yeah. And this is something the will said early on. Um, They talked about this when they came on our show a long time ago. They, they said, you know, their goal with this is to make this game be one of those great games that goes on 10, 20, 30 years, right. Where it's yeah. like that it has a legacy and um, a player base that love it and keep it going and keep models coming out and keep new rules coming out and stuff. And it's just so powerful in a system like this where anyone can be splashing any team. It's just so uh, unusual compared to other miniatures games, you know, where you have to buy into a particular army. It's absolutely unique in that way, and uh, I think it rewards you for buying models and putting paint time and play time in with them, right? Because you can play them anywhere you want.
1: Well, yeah, right, and it's and it has kind of a low barrier of entry. Like, right. if you are right. only interested in X-Men, it's actually pretty reasonable, especially relative to minis games, to be able to Absolutely. just buy some X-Men and play. Yeah. Like- <laughs>
0: play well. Yeah. And play well. Yeah. Yep. Tim, that you like. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. So Tim, before we close out the show, I got a couple of questions for you unrelated to a, you know Atlantic City Open. And I, I think I know some of these answers because I've been a long time listener of your show now and really enjoying you guys' weekly content. But a couple of questions while we're here. Who is your favorite model in Marvel Crisis Protocol right now just to play? But also maybe just maybe you could also just be your favorite model because sometimes people have favorite models that might not be their favorite model to play. But I think you've got a few that kind of fit some of these categories. So yeah. I'm curious yes. what your answer is here, though.
1: Yeah, that's actually tough. First off, thank you. I really appreciate that. And I'll, I'll say we've been uh, we've been following you guys for a very long time, too. We really dig how much I, I really like the lore episodes very specifically. And it's uh, it's like a I get up to date without having to re- you know what i mean like i, yeah, I, I learned so I much do. from you guys and i really appreciate it chuck too i know has been um a, a long time fan and he's the one that told me uh, about you guys Oh, but, awesome uh yeah as far as favorite models that's i, I mean i love bullseye so much <laughs> i knew it coming. there's just something about a dude that's just hucking stuff in there with with thor and iron man and Hulkbuster, like it's just it, it tickles me so much just talking
0: stuff in the back yeah throwing whatever you can find
1: right yeah yeah exactly yeah just paper clips and empty cans yeah he's the best man i, I really like him uh, as far as like models though i adore Hulkbuster. okay i am kind of i always want to go as wide as possible so it is it is a commitment for me to take a five or a six but i will i would take Hulkbuster every game And I did for a while until uh, the people I play against were like, can you knock it off, please? I was like, but you don't understand. He throws stuff and I like it a lot. And also a nice, nice punch kind of nice or built kind to of, take it yeah.
0: i mean Built to take it yeah it, it's it's great his health is deceptive you know he's got a lot more than it seems especially if you count the little emergency hulk suit that comes out you know the emergency iron man that comes out so mm-hmm. okay okay good answers uh, I, I had a feeling it's going to be bullseye on the first one and no one would fault you on that because uh of course he's an incredibly fun model but this new bullseye in this two-threat world we live in he He's just excellent everywhere. You know, yeah. you can play him whatever you want and um, have a blast doing it. So, moving on to more of these fun questions: What is your current favorite ultimate encounter? Because I know you guys do a lot of the OP kits, so I'm going to specifically talk about the ultimate encounter first before we get into just the more generalized, um, you know, scenarios. Any anything that
1: stands out at the moment? As far as ultimate encounters, I want to say. I really want to be able to play the Magneto one again a couple times. I feel I didn't. It was it was cool. I really like it. And I love Magneto, but it's pretty intensive. Yeah, I think uh dread Dormammu was awesome.
0: The uh, actual the, Dormammu um, ultimate encounter.
1: Yeah. Yep.
0: Yep. Yeah, where he's got his portals out, and you're, and he's coming out on the map in different places.
1: Yep. Okay. Yeah, I really like that one. There was a lot going on. There's a couple different ways. There's a lot to pay attention to. And um, yeah, I really dug that one, though. I, I, I mean, this is one of those things we're going to answer like 18 <laughs> answers, but I love it. Uh, I love it. Keep it uh, going. <laughs> the, juggernaut, the Juggernaut War, the Unstoppable Colossus. Yes. Things that we can play, especially uh, without having mm-hmm. someone to be the bad guy, though. I always love being the, um, the the cosmic threat.
0: But that was a little unique in that way. The AI.
1: Yeah, I, I, I really dig that. I think there I think. They're doing very well with um, their organized play kits and their ultimate encounters, mixing it up between letting someone be the big bad and um, also having the kind of AI controlled ones. And I'm, I'm really happy to see that they are continuing to kind of put those out.
0: No, absolutely. Weird, fun fact about that one in particular, if you really did like that, one, which means a lot to me because I actually designed that one. For AMG?
1: The Juggernaut one?
0: Yeah, uh, the Unstoppable Colossus. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. (laughs) I keep saying that wrong. (laughs) I know, I know. It's, yeah, interchangeable, right? But it's it's cooler because it's Colossus in my mind. Yeah, I had the privilege of doing that for them. And it's so cool seeing it out in the world and people's responses to it because it is a different thing yeah i don't know how to describe it on that and um it was a labor of love and uh, excitement and um yeah i just feel privileged i got to work with amg a little bit in that capacity you know and um do a little bit of development work for them that
1: is so cool and i'll tell you too like it is very rare normally when a when a when a, a kit comes out we we want to mm-hmm. play it on stream immediately we played that one two weeks in a row like <laughs>
0: yeah i saw yeah that's it's, exciting
1: it's yeah. the only one i think we've ever done that with and um yeah it was it was a blast and it's just it's it's it was very well done very good job sir
0: (laughs) well i'm glad you enjoyed it the recent thing i played on that one for myself for fun um that is my personal anecdote on this is trident has a miniature of that colossus now that you can buy from either their gumroad page the trident miniatures and print it off yourself or buy it from some sort of seller online and They print it off for you, but it's just cool because, like, if you get that miniature and you paint it too, it's like, you're like, oh, this is the juggernaut colossus miniature, you know? Yeah. And and you can also put it on the 65 millimeter base if you want, just to increase the difficulty a little bit too, you know, and make them just. Just that more imposing, you know, <laughs> because he's got a little bit more movement, you know, he's on the juggernaut base.
1: We did the like first time because we didn't know better. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, the rules don't say any other way. You, you, you actually get to decide the base size you want. So um, yeah. I find it so cool. There's third parties out there that have the options for the alt sculpts that like fit these scenarios. Ultimate encounters aside, are there any other just of the OP kit type thematic things that AMG has done that really you enjoy? Because I think a lot of these ultimate encounters and these kits get missed by a lot of the greater community. And that's not the case with your network. You guys play them all. So I think I'm in a unique position here to ask, like, is there any that you have played? You mentioned separation anxiety earlier, but anything
1: else? Yeah. Um, And I've talked about this one a lot recently, but I... And I'm head over heels about renewal of vows.
0: Mm, the Mystique and Destiny wedding. Yeah.
1: It was so cool. It was so unique. It had, I mean, it came out during Pride, which was perfect. And just right? the sense of humor with it was just <laughs> so right up my alley. Like,
0: oh man, that was it, the Gambit DJ?
1: He's yes, not doing a job. Like, Gambit annoys party guests, but like with awful DJing and there's party cups. And yeah, it's, Oh, man. It was so good. Sarah Rowan did such an incredible job with that, like... I, I was, I'm still in love. Like uh, it's been, oh, we ran the first, we ran all three of them at uh, ACO streaming on the first day during the casual day. And then over the last few weeks, even with that, we took a break to run Hella when she came out uh, or that um or Ultimate Encounter. Right. But yeah, we went right back to it. I had a conversation with Dan this past weekend and we were like, so are we going to finish up Renewal of Vows, or are we going to go <laughs> back to, I was like, <laughs> you know, I know it's been like a month now, but yeah, yeah, we're going to finish it. I need to, you know, use that power with destiny to try to guess how many crits I'm going to roll and get power for it. And <laughs> it's so fun. I just, I, I adored that one so much.
0: Perfect choice.
1: Yeah. Yep.
0: Excellent. Excellent recommendation. And so we could be potentially seeing you doing more of that on the stream soon. Potentially? Oh,
1: absolutely. Yeah. We love those. And it's been a while since we've played. Uh, I really liked the vibranium heist. I really yes. like scenarios where like reinforcements get brought in and you have mm-hmm. a, a player that's like trying to stem the flow of, of the other player's power and stuff. I really dig that. So
0: yeah, that's what the other uh, Dormammu scenario is. The, um, the one you play pre fighting him. There's a, there's a Dormammu yes. scenario like that as well. The domain of the dread Dormammu. I think the ultimate encounter is called the dread lore. Something like that. But yeah, that one, that one has reinforcements as well. And I, I do like that mechanic a lot because, it feels like the movies, you know, it feels like, yeah. um, the comics, it feels very evocative of, uh, bringing in more heroes or villains to deal with the other side. Exactly. Oh, very good. Well, closing out, I've got to ask like, what is your favorite affiliation to play? And then after affiliation to play, what is one of those models you mentioned that is on your short list for the future that you might like to see in the game?
1: Like my go-to affiliation is crime syndicate. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not super great at making sure that I have enough people on positions. So, Kingpin Crime Syndicate, very specifically, is a, <laughs> is a sweet spot for me. And as far as, yeah, like a short list of characters, I want Phantom X or Quentin Choir so bad. I, I love those two. And yeah. Uh, and H- Wiccan, I'm I'm a huge Young Avengers fan. Uh, Hulkling and Wiccan, um, oh, or Speed, just that whole team. I, I would I would adore them.
0: Yeah, you're speaking to Chris right now, my co-host. Who, yeah, Young Avengers. Um, he's waiting for all that too, and very excited that that's obviously what they're setting up in the MCU right now. There's a lot of directions mm-hmm. with that as well. So
1: and and Thunderbolts is a new affiliation. I would adore. Okay, uh, Thunderbolts yep. and Young Avengers are like my two. That was when I was, like, really into comics, was that, uh, like, just post-Civil War, like, just just pre-just post-Civil War.
0: I remember that era, yeah, that's kind of when I was pretty heavily into comics, too, yeah, it was... uh It was a good time and those uh 2000s there a lot of that good content going on yeah okay so so great suggestions some curveball characters not curveball in the way of i couldn't see amg making them but just um inspired choices here tim this is very good
1: <laughs> that's the thing is like they they throw out like an arnim zola or something like that right. and, like i get like yeah. really like scarily excited about characters <laughs> like that it's like are you kidding me yeah let's go
0: let's go yeah. And I think something we do here on Furious Finest and we w- makes us enjoy the game more is, 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 these deep dives on lures and diving into the character strategy too. And like just really digging into one character. Cause then it's like, it's like, oh man, I, I didn't think I was that much of a fan of this character in the comics. And then like, now I come on the other side of this on the podcast and also like playing them in the game. And I'm just like, I'm all about it now. <laughs> you know, it's like right? the mechanics. Are so good. And it's so fun.
1: Absolutely.
0: But I figured your answer might be the criminal syndicate. Very strong team, and Kingpin is a force on the table. And I really appreciated recently you playing with Doctor D, in your Kingpin attire.
1: First off, yeah, I forgot to mention that. Like meeting him and and Kara at uh, at ACO was an absolute blast. And right. he had reached out and was like, "Hey, you know," or actually, it was there, and he was like, "You know, if if it have to be on like a holiday Monday," and I was like, "Yo, July Fourth! Like, let's, let's, yeah, let's do it." And he came down, and he's like, "Is it cool if I can?" uh if I, if I cosplay and I was like, well, I'm going to scramble for something now, but yeah. So I was like, well, I can't do, can't do Cyclops cause I do that too often. Mm-hmm. So I had to figure something out. So, so yeah, shaved, shaved my face clean. I still haven't really recovered from that.
0: Yeah. That is, that's, that's a tough thing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. It's just so weird. You know, my chin is so cold all the time and that's not <laughs> a part of my body that I felt like I remembered being there.
0: And just went full kingpin. That's yep. what you have to do, you know? Vincent D'Onofrio does it so well, you know? He would be proud, I think.
1: He'd be proud, Wait, so. I was scrambling. My wife and I were going to, like, multiple stores trying to find red Hawaiian shirts. So, yeah. narrow uh, it down. But just, just couldn't find it. So, you know, we went with a black suit jacket and a, and a white Hawaiian shirt. But close enough. Solid. Professionally casual. <laughs> Professionally
0: casual. <laughs> hey, you had the cane. That's, you know, that's that sells it, right? That, that was... Cane is,
1: so fun. Uh, if, if if there's anyone out there that if your opponent will uh, allow you to move your models around with a stick, I would highly suggest it. It's a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. What a, what a great opponent too. You know, uh, <laughs> they're just, just letting you. They're just like, okay, all right, yeah. <laughs> You're like, I'm gonna push your model with the cane. Good stuff. Furious Finest is supported by our wonderful patrons. You can become a Furious Finest patron by going to patreon.com slash Furious Finest. You can find us on social media, different places, Twitter at Furious Finest Cast, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitch at Furious Finest. And you can always email us at at gmail.com with any inquiries, ideas, or collaborations. And if you leave us reviews on your podcast platform of choice, it really helps us out. As I'm sure Tim knows and says on his show as well, because um, it's the world we live in as podcasters. You know, this is uh, the algorithm, all these things, they exist. Um, Disability, you know, these are things we have to deal with in this world. Yeah. But you know, every time you leave a review, it makes the show more accessible to other people and uh, hopefully gets more people into Marvel Crisis Protocol, which is our goal here and Marvel Comics and the MCU, which is our goal here. So thank you to Approaching Nirvana for music and help spread the word of our show by subscribing and sharing it when you can. You can find me, Jesse, on Twitter and Instagram, at Jesse Akin. Tim, where can everyone find you, and where can everyone find the Professional Casual Network?
1: So the easiest place is ProfessionalCasual.com. That has links to all the socials and the Twitch streams and and all that good stuff. We do kind of a whole bunch of different stuff over there. But Mondays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays are our Marvel Crisis Protocol streams over on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Professional Casual Network. Mondays, Battle Reports, like live. We play some live games. Wednesdays, a hobby hangout out in thursday's news and stuff awesome
0: yeah and so thursday is actually your show i listen to every week on the podcast format
1: which comes out on the following tuesday
0: that's right wait did i roll a wild and of course you can either follow their show on your podcast platform of choice or as tim said you can watch it live on thursdays on twitch it's whatever you prefer Mm -hmm. and whatever you have time for i guess as well but um i've caught you guys a couple times on your actual live stream and i really enjoyed that but um mainly an audio format listener here
1: it's just so easy like especially on commutes to work uh today i i I got uh i listened to episode 103 and 104 of furious finest on the way to and from and it's like oh nice you know i don't don't think that there's a better way to spend uh spend a car ride
0: It definitely helps with uh, travel and, um, you know, walking the dog or whatever various activities we do, you know, mowing yeah. the lawn. I, lo- I love to, I love to always be plugged into the community when I can. And, um, mm-hmm. I follow the podcast for that reason. And you guys are at the top of my list of quality and production and positivity, which are all priorities here for us on Furious
1: Finest. Really appreciate that. And likewise, man, for real.
0: Now, I appreciate you guys listening and um, us getting to work together like this. And hopefully, this is something we can get going more in the future because now we kind of know we're going to coalesce the beginning of next year in this sort of LVO format and hang. So...
1: Yeah, I'm actually really excited for that. So
0: Yeah, me too. So I'm hoping we can all do something maybe before then in preparation, but also, of course, then in particular, because um, there's going to be so many moving parts, so many things going on. And mm-hmm. I just, I get so excited about big tournaments, but I also get so excited about conventions because it's something I've been doing for many years, various conventions just through different passion projects of mine. And um, this is my first time going to LVO. So it's going to be a whole new convention for me in particular and uh, tournament and to hang out with all you guys and uh, the listeners and then people like Tim out there in the community creating great content. Um, It's just going to be, you know, it's just a good feeling. I don't know how to describe it, Tim. I think you kind of mentioned that multiple times during your ACO recap here. There's a feeling of warmth,
1: I think. Yeah, Yeah, very and very much with this game because I've played a whole bunch of other stuff and there's there's just not another community out there, at least that I've experienced. And maybe there is. But in my in my experience, it, it hasn't ever been more of a just hanging out and playing games with friends and learning, you know what I mean? Um, better than MCP.
0: No, I, I certainly don't think there is. Um, I have yet to find it. And I've played many systems and I've been in many communities and there's been some really, really wonderful communities I've been part of, especially like I mentioned earlier, those FFG Star Wars communities, because they were for a time more niche and then they got bigger. They were very positive and continue to be so, but there's something unique about MCP where it's like, we all love this game. And we all love characters in this game so much that, um, yeah, I, I, it's, it's hard to quantify, you know, it's, it's a very unique thing. If you're an X-Men person, like we mentioned earlier, and your your team is all X, I mean, you're just kind of on cloud nine, right? When you play this game. And, um, Mm -hmm. I don't know, I don't want to take that away from anyone. I want everyone to just love what they love. And something we always talk about on this show is that I'm really passionate about is every model in this game is somebody's favorite character, right? And yes, that to me adds another layer of the player contract and our responsibility as content creators to be, you know, welcoming and positive of all the characters it's like yeah cyclops might not be better than black panther in most situations but it's like at the same time cyclops is somebody's favorite character black panther's is someone's favorite character you know what i mean and i always keep those things in my mind when i try to talk about this because um marvel man it means a lot to a lot of people for good reason
1: well, and i think too like kind of to piggyback off of that like and maybe this is exclusive to this game. It's probably not, but to me, it feels like it is. Mm-hmm. You have a character that may be underwhelming mechanically or in co- the competitive uh, spectrum of things, but it's, you're right. It's still someone's favorite. And guess what? You're, there's not really a whole ton of characters we don't see on the table,
0: you know? That's, and you could still win the game with them. Yeah. Correct. I mean, absolutely. <laughs> there's really hardly any, you know, and the ones that are, I feel like, like are models that, when their teams get an injection of new content soon, we will be seeing more of those models in particular and things like mm-hmm. that. So yep. no one's ever down and out. And, you know, and also let's keep in mind too, people put a lot of hobbying time and effort into this game and they're really passionate about their pieces as they should be, you know? And it's like, if you did a really awesome job on your cable, I mean, play that cable every game, you know, if you want to. Because yeah, exactly. <laughs> I want to see it on the table and uh, I know you're really proud of that. And it's it's just a wonderful community and I'm, I'm literally looking for the future and I'm really happy to be on this ride with everyone. And I think we just appreciate you guys listening and keeping up with us and uh, hopefully we can all just keep going on this journey together of uh, loving this game, you know, and as Tim and I talked about at the top of the show, it's only getting bigger by the day. So I'm looking forward to the future. Absolutely. Well, Tim, thank you again for being on our show. It was about time we made this happen. I, I really <laughs> loved my interactions, though few I had with Danny on the Illuminati episode. If anyone hasn't checked that out, definitely check out Xavier Protocols, where Jacob posted that at the the video or on our podcast feed where we posted the Illuminati audio format of that. A lot of great content creators from different parts of the world. And Danny was there representing Professional Casual Network quite well. And yeah, we'll have to do this again sometimes, Tim.
1: Absolutely, dude.
0: Well, I look forward to when that is. But until next time, thanks for listening. True believers, Excelsior. has gotten even stranger than you already know.
1: At this point, I doubt anything would surprise me. Ten bucks says you're wrong.